Hey pretty people, I hope you all are doing really well. Today we are going to talk about something which is very innate to our society, at least in the current times, more so in the current times. It's a problem that if 10,000 of us are listening to this podcast right now, at least 200 to 300 people are suffering from this problem at this very moment. So we are talking about something that concerns our appearances. Perhaps the distress arising from the seemingly undesired body feature and repetitive behaviors around this fallacy in appearance. So appearance, distress, repetition, if you have guessed it already, yes, I am talking about body dysmorphic disorder, body image issue or BDD. The reason why we are talking about this topic is that now is the time when we all are in isolation and stuck in between the four walls of our homes. The interaction we have in our daily lives are no longer with the real people like it used to be, but with the mirrors, social media. You remember that Black Mirror episode we all must have watched. It is very close to the reality that we are in, you know, feels like a dystopia. So let me formally welcome you, before I go on to the story, let me formally welcome you to the second episode on your mental compass to keep you up and running. I am Dr. Amol, a mental health professional, bringing you this podcast on Mental Compass, directing and preparing you to tackle BDD, which is Body Dysmorphic Disorder. Now, let me quickly tell you a story. I had this patient in my residency and I can't reveal all the details of it, but but let's just consider it as a case study. So, I'm not going to use any exact inferences here. Okay, so meet Parul. Parul was 13 years old when she started complaining about her appearance and started believing and saying that she is ugly and that others are laughing at her because of her physical appearance. On the contrary, Parul was just as beautiful as we all are in our own ways, aren't we? But Parul became preoccupied with her appearance and that obsession was so intense that she spent hours and hours in front of a mirror, pointing and comparing the perceived flaws. Uh, she would say something like, my nose is too fat, uh, my eyes are too far apart. Up until this point, Parul was a confident, good student and socially active as well. And now she is looking for the ways to avoid those social contacts that can expose her fixations. She now has an unusual routine, she is socially withdrawn and has difficulty concentrating in school, which in turn precisely had negative effects on her grade. Consequently, Parul dropped out of school and started taking distance education. So has the problem been solved now because she started avoiding the situation and she doesn't have to face those people? No, of course not. At home, she frequently picked at her blemishes and hair on her face. She frequently checked herself in mirrors and other reflective surfaces like spoon and windows. She found herself thinking about her perceived defects almost all day, every day. Despite all the reassurances from the family and friends, Parul could not be convinced that there was nothing wrong with her appearance. And this continued for 15 long years, after which she saw a therapist, only on a friend's insistence. Her therapist took a detailed account of her complaints and history and diagnosed her condition as, of course, body dysmorphic disorder. Treatment was started with medications and regular sessions were planned, sessions of cognitive behavioral therapy. Parul reported significant improvement now and feels better than earlier, in fact much better than earlier. Of course, of course those troubles have not vanished completely yet, but the intensity and the frequency of the earlier problems have reduced to minimal. Parul has grown more confident and now leads a happier and healthier life even amidst the pandemic. Happy for Parul, aren't we? Of course we are. But honestly, 
COVID is having a huge impact on mental health. So many patients with these issues and every time I take notes on the history, obviously they have to talk about coronavirus. And many of us are being triggered by the cutoff from some of our usual activities. And now we are feeling more trapped by our own thoughts. So what exactly is BDD? What exactly is body dysmorphic disorder? Morsali E. Sula was a psychiatrist, a first psychiatrist who wrote about body dysmorphic disorder in 1891, almost 130 years back. He wrote, and I quote here, The dysmorphophobic indeed is a veritably unhappy individual, who in the midst of his daily affairs, in conversations, while reading, at table, in fact anywhere and at any hour of the day, is suddenly overcome by the fear of some deformity that might have developed in his body without his noticing it. He fears having or developing a compressed, flattened forehead, a ridiculous nose, crooked legs, etc. So that he constantly peers in the mirror, feels his forehead, measures the length of his nose, examines the tiniest defects in his skin, or measures the proportion of his trunk and the straightness of his limbs, and only after a certain period of time, having convinced himself that this has not happened, is able to free himself from the state of pain and anguish the attack put in him. But should no mirror be at hand or should he be prevented from quieting his doubts in some way or other by means of some mechanism or movements of the most outlandish kinds, the attack does not end very quickly. But rather may reach a very painful intensity even to the point of weeping and desperation, I unquote. So this was the gravity of problem that Morsele Sula understood 130 years back. Even after almost 130 years of Morsele's work on BDD, we as a society have not been able to pay the needed heed to the problem. In fact, it's the same among the medical and psychiatric fraternity that BDD is one of the most underdiagnosed disorders. It's very unfortunate, but it's true. I don't know why it is so hard for us as a society to understand now when we knew that 130 years ago that these problems are no small and directly afflicted to our brain. There are many a reason for this, but few of the prominent ones are under-reporting by the sufferers themselves because of feeling too embarrassed, being afraid of negative judgment, feeling that their clinician would not understand their concerns, not knowing that there is a treatment for BDD, not being asked about BDD, feeling that BDD was not a big problem and thinking that other people did not have this problem. Also, presence of other psychiatric disorders along with BDD like depression or anxiety disorder, you know, these sometimes appear more prominently and so the focus goes towards treating those. And sometimes a therapist misses to inquire about BDD problems also. So what are the three prominent things that you should pay attention to? One is preoccupation with body features. Second is excessive self-consciousness. And third is repetitive behaviors around appearances. Any part of the body may be implicated in BDD, however the most common is the face or head, particularly the skin, nose and hair. One of the common forms of BDD is muscle dysmorphia, which requires special attention to be paid to. What is muscle dysmorphia now, you all must be wondering. Well, it's a belief that one's body is too small or insufficiently muscular. This is majorly seen among fitness enthusiasts. If you are one, well, you're not alone in this, my friend. And if you want to know more about this disorder, we will definitely need to do a separate podcast on muscle dysmorphia itself. It's a vast topic and I had spotted some alarming numbers reported to MD, which is muscle dysmorphia during my research. Now, let's bounce back to our current topic, which is BDD itself. What causes it? Now, authentic researchers have suggested, first one is genetic factors, of course. Then there are neurobiological factors also, like BDD is associated with abnormal visual processing. Focus. 
which creates a bias for encoding and analyzing faces and preventing from seeing things holistically yes you know the bigger picture a person suffering from bdd misses that and focuses on the nuances and the details of facial or other body structures other factors are psychological factors or social environmental factors may be associated with lower than average level of parental care a history of teasing and childhood abuse or neglect as well so how prevalent or widespread is this problem of bdd recent researches have shown community prevalence to be around 2 in 100 population in psychiatric settings it is 6 to 8 people in 100 and quite evidently in surgical settings it is 13 in 100 people and so quite evidently at rhinoplastic surgery clinics which means clinic for surgery on the nose it's 20 in 100 people who suffer from bdd You know there's a cultural variation as well when it comes to presentation of BDD preoccupations. The limited research that there is on this observation comes majorly from North America and Western Europe. There's only one cross-cultural study done between American and German student and it showed similar prevalence rates also. Other countries to have published some work are South America, Turkey, Africa and the Indian subcontinent. However, however it is very likely that manifestations of bdd may be influenced by the cultural ideas around beauty now see this is something that every one of us can relate to and understand as well for example japanese case reports discuss eyelids as the feature focus which is a rare physical complaint in western culture similarly the muscle dysmorphia variant of bdd appears to be more common in western societies as compared to east asia on this note i want to share with you one more story a very personal one It's regarding one of my friends who had to have a nose job, not a cosmetic nose job, but a long-delayed functional fixing of the nose, which had been deviated since he got broken it in the high school. The surgeon with whom he initially consulted kept telling him that he could do a cosmetic nose job, which was very expensive and totally unnecessary. Uh, but my friend repeatedly told him that he had no interest in changing his appearance. But the doctor kept revisiting the topic. The message was very clear. the nose which had heretofore considered aesthetically just fine was unacceptable and worthy of a very expensive and totally unnecessary surgery he ultimately dropped his appointments and elected to have the nose fixed by another surgeon who was willing to do the required surgery without trying to increase his revenue at his expense So let me tell you very clearly here that there is also exploitation of patients with BDD along with the cultural shift and these cosmetic procedures are not just an exclusively female phenomena more and more men are now having work done as well so how do we treat BDD this is a big question these issues might not look like pressing concerns for most of us but there are millions of people worldwide who have BDD Remember Parul she had been fighting with this disorder for over 15 years without seeking professional help things can only get worse we have all learned that from the story so there are two things in the treatment of BDD one's medicine another is cognitive behavioral therapy so medicines of course get the hormonal imbalance back the neurotransmitter imbalance back to balance and help relieve the stress arising the anxiety arising from the problems of BDD the integral part both medicines and cognitive behavioral therapy uh, their combination can change according to the condition according to the intensity and the frequency everybody has insecurities it is normal but when those thoughts are overruling your mental space as an obsession seek help this is not a weakness but a medical disorder if you feel associated with the topic or the symptoms consider me as that friend who insisted parol 
I am now asking you to see a professional if you have this problem. Only a professional with years of practice and experience can diagnose. Trust me, we train for years to feel and see what these things are with the diagnosis. BDD is also often misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed, so let's help each other. Please help me share the word and spread awareness about BDD. Remember, everything is treatable. If you are still doubting whether to contact a professional, I'm only a call away. I'm only a tap away. Stay home, stay safe and stay positive. See ya.